it's time for episode number 16 of Precipe Your Luck. This week we talk about the fresh and creamy lime pie we made last week. And then we play another exciting game of Precipe Your Luck. I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi everyone, how y'all doing? So, uh, Ian and I have been slowly cleaning out our closets. How slowly, you ask? (laughs) 12 minutes at a time. Although, in truth, it was sometimes 15 minutes at a time. We had two sizable closets we couldn't even walk in, and our master closet is so big we could still get in there, but everything was, our clothes were packed really tightly, and it just frustrated me to walk in there because I knew I didn't even wear most of the clothes, and looking for hangers was a pain, and it just, walking in there just gave me this sense of dread and failure. (laughs) It's not fun. That's not how we want to start our day. So also our, probably not what they're usually going for with a closet. <laughs> who who would have known closets could pack that much emotion? Well, ours could because we had everything in there. <laughs> right. So our closet now looks like... So our master took the longest. That took, what, about two weeks, Ian? A little over. Yeah, yeah. but it was totally worth it. Our closet looks like a model house closet now, and we're so much happier. At least I am. I walk in there every day, and it's like... I don't know. I feel I feel accomplished and proud and happy and organized. And I haven't even gotten off my gym jams yet, so that's pretty good. Sure. Um, yeah. Are you were you happy with it, Ian? Oh yeah. With the result, absolutely. And the process. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So we now we have like you wouldn't believe how many empty hangers we have, which is somewhat <laughs> amusing. Yeah. But it's a nice little reminder. Of what that we had way more than we needed, and clothes just pack a lot of guilt anyway. Because I read that overdressed book about fast fashion and how you know we're killing the planet and enslaving people for our nine dollar t shirts, and right. that is a whole separate thing I'm not going to get into tonight. However, the point of the, the reason I'm even sharing this is that when you have a huge task to accomplish. You need to figure out how you best work so that you can accomplish it. For most people, the big tasks still need to be divided up into smaller chunks. And some people divide better with tasks. Some people do it a little bit at a time and live with a little chaos in the middle. Uh, My parents would have gone nuts with like the little messes we left as we were doing this. (laughs) I think that my father's going to hear this podcast and he's going to think about what that looks like for two weeks and his poor little brain will explode. And that's how he's going to die. And that's going to really eat up my guilt. And then the closet will never make me happy again. So don't die when you hear this, Dad. Um, (laughs) But the point is that to accomplish, you can accomplish your goals no matter how big or lofty they are. If you break them down into small, sizable chunks in a way that works for you, whether that's by task or time. Exactly. How to eat an elephant. elephant. And it's got to be in a way that works for both of us. Well, for everyone involved. That's true. Yeah. You can't just go, I mandate we're doing it this way. (laughs) Because if it didn't work for you. But I think it was a pretty good system for us. And we still have more closets to do and a study. We're not going to talk about the study. <laughs> Thank I have, you. I have, just thinking about that study will wake me up at night. Anyway, we made our first loaf of bread from the sourdough starter, and it was okay. The taste was really good. Not quite, still not, it's still still a new starter, so it's not super tangy yet. 
Uh, I don't think I needed it enough, so it didn't have enough structure, and it came out kind of flat. Uh, I keep hitting my hand on the microphone. I hope that doesn't make an obnoxious noise. Sorry, guys. Um, But it still tasted good. Was it over-needed, under-needed? No idea. (laughs) Underproofed, overproofed? I don't know about that either. But I'm going to do some reading, change a variable, and hopefully improve the results next time. I meant to take a picture. I forgot. I took a picture of it rising in its little plastic tub, so that's fancy. <laughs> what do you think of the bread, Ian? Are you disappointed by our child? Um, not for the not for the first one from a new starter, no. Uh, you're right that uh, it definitely is not the best sourdough we've ever made. Um, but, again, I think that's just par for the course with a new... Uh, with a brand new starter, so it'll get there. It just needs it a little will. work. Again, small goals. Okay, anyway, moving on to last week's poll, our listeners chose veal piccata with lemon and capers, but we went a different way. Ian, tell the listeners what we picked. We picked the fresh and creamy lime pie. This pie relies on the killer combo of citrus and dairy, think creamsicle, for a mellow, sweet, and sour dessert. So where did we buy the ingredients? We actually had most of the ingredients already, but we bought the limes, eggs, and butter at Kroger. And how did we deviate from the recipe? We omitted the rose water in large part because it's often a tricky ingredient on the Great British Baking Show. (laughs) That's true. Uh, How long did it take? Uh, A while. I didn't tape it. It was made over a couple days because I made the dough one day. We par-baked it. And made the rest of the pie, I think, the following day. Um, And the Swiss meringue, I was in charge of the Swiss meringue, and it always takes me longer than the recipe says. Uh, The recipe did say that zesting and squeezing the lime juice is the most time-consuming part. I don't disagree with that, but it didn't seem like, it didn't seem that bad because we did that together. Ian zested and I um, juiced. Plus, we have, like, the Mac Daddy juicer, hand juicer thingy. That made things move along pretty quick. Uh, Ian, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to juice that many limes no, by hand. No, it was like the reamer. Or, or the, the old reamer yeah, that we used oof, to use. Yeah, no. Yeah, that would have taken forever. Yeah, I would have bought juice. Uh, how was the zesting, Ian? Uh, it was fine because even though there were like a dozen limes, you only needed to zest like four of them to get enough zest. So it really wasn't too bad. We've got a pretty good planer, and mm-hmm. that went pretty quick. That's a good point. It said we would need eight limes, but we needed like 12 limes. They were the dinkiest little limes and no if somebody else asked me if they're key lime pies or if they were key limes no they were normal limes but we again were not shopping at our regular store and they were teeny tiny little limes teeny tiny yeah they were kind of ridiculously small okay sorry i'm, I'm done talking about limes now okay <laughs> uh so how was cleanup uh, it was pretty typical for the dessert this was anytime you make the swiss meringue so that's that's made over um uh in a what's well, made over boiling water i think it's called a bon marie ban i don't know yeah double boiler essentially so it, it was it, it dirtied up a lot of dishes and because we rolled out a pie crust we dirtied up the king arthur rolling mat which is large i love to use it hate washing it, and I make Ian do it. <laughs> Don't forget the fine mesh strainer, too. Oh, yeah, we use the fine mesh strainer. Love the fine... You know, it's just not a pain in the ass thing to make if you don't use the fine mesh strainer. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so what do we think of the results? Um, It was okay. I had much higher hopes for it. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
Um, I didn't like the crust at all. Yeah, no, that crust can just go right out the window. Just yes. Save yourself the trouble and make a graham make cracker crust. Make a graham crust. cracker crust. I've tried making crust with that method. This was a Stella Parks recipe. And I've tried making her just like regular flour crust. This this crust had whole wheat flour in it. But I've tried making her regular flour crust in the method described in the recipe before. One time it came out great. And once it was tough. And then I went back to my tried and true uh, Cook's Illustrated vodka crust recipe. The whole wheat version was tough. And yeah. it did not taste good at all. No. And I feel like I followed the step-by-step directions perfectly. And it still was just not good. Yeah. On some conceptual level, I see what she was going for with mm-hmm. trying to do a whole wheat flour yeah. crust that would kind of have the flavor and texture of a graham cracker. Mm-hmm. But if that's what you're going for, just make a freaking <laughs> graham cracker crust, right? That was it was way more work and it wasn't as good. Yes. And, yep. Yeah, that was just, that was a miss. Yep. Or make like homemade graham cracker dough if you're going to do, you know, if, you're, oh, if yeah. you want to do that. And I know it wasn't the flour that made it taste bad because the flour was almost new. The whole wheat flour. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So moving on past the crust, which we both agreed we didn't like. What did you think about the... We, I was going to say, we should, we should actually probably say that the, the, the after the first piece of pie, all subsequent pieces were eaten with just... A little like, side of graham crackers. A little crackers. side of graham crackers <laughs> and basically just scooping the filling out of the pie yes. shell. Yeah. Um, We're not ones to give up on pie easily. No. <laughs> the pie was pretty good. Um, I thought it was real tart. Like, yeah, real tart. It was definitely pushing it on the tart side. I agree with that. I think I... Because I, you mentioned that you were kind of in charge of the meringue and I was in charge of the custard part mm-hmm. while we were making it. And I think I maybe undercooked the custard just a little. I, think I it disagree was, with you. I thought I... it was still maybe just a little too wobbly and it weeped quite a bit in the pie plate. But I, that might be because the meringue didn't go all the way to the crust. Yeah, that's possible too. I, I don't know. Um, um, I thought I felt like the the filling got tartar each night too. Yeah, I noticed like that, that last night. It was almost inedible, but it was still pie. So Whereas we, the first night, I thought we liked it quite. Yeah, quite a bit and, and I liked it less each subsequent with each subsequent piece. Yeah, for sure. The Swiss meringue is still the bomb. Oh yeah, I love that meringue, and yes. I kind of want to make the chocolate pie that goes with now, but that's for another time. Yeah, so I don't. It it didn't didn't lack. I know in the description it talks about being creamy. I didn't find it creamy at all. I thought it missed out on that real creaminess you get in a key lime pie. From I guess the sweetened condensed milk. I'm not sure. Huh. That's um, interesting because I, I that's one area where I would have said I did think it was very creamy. No, I, I thought the texture of it was pleasant. I just thought it got too sour. I mean, the texture was fine, but I think. Given, I it was fine, but I wouldn't want it again. It's not, I think I'd rather have it in a lemon meringue pie. I think I'm really scarred by the sourness of it. Okay. Because it just got way too tart for me. But if you like it, we can make it again. Maybe just, maybe have a little less juice or, I don't know, something. Or in a graham cracker crust. Yeah, definitely would, just... would change the, change the crust for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you would, it sounds like you would eat it again. I would, but at the same time, I don't know. Like the first night, I remember thinking that I liked it 
a lot better than just a plain old key lime. And yeah. by the third night, I was like, eh, I'm not sure that's really true. Yeah. I, you know, at some point, it's still just, you know, a, a lime custardy base with a something sweet on top of yeah, it. Yeah, right? I, I kind of want to try a key lime pie filling with a Swiss meringue and a graham cracker crust. Yeah, that might that might end up being the the, the winner, real, the real winner there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm still happy we tried it. Oh yeah, it was yeah, it was still good, just mm-hmm. a little disappointing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Anything else? Uh, uh, that's it for me. Okay. Uh, this week, Ian will read the recipes, and I'll do the picking. Ian, can you remind the uh, can you remind our listeners of the rules? Of course. So this is a pressure luck style game. You must pick one and only one of the recipes you're going to hear. But once you pass on one, it's gone forever. No going back. If you wait till the Friday recipe, that's the one you're stuck with. All right. <clears throat> so you ready to see what the uh, Selectatron picked for you this week? Yes, sir. All right. Here we go. Monday. <clears throat> Hawaiian Huli Huli Grilled Chicken Wings. Sticky, sweet, smoky, and tangy, these chicken wings get their flavor from an easy-to-make Hawaiian marinade. They're grilled until tender and brushed with glaze, and they're as great for a barbecue as they are for game day. I think we need to remind listeners that this is the first week we're having old recipes back in, right? Yeah, we decided, again, because we're making up the rules as we go, <laughs> we decided that it's four episodes. Once, once the, When a recipe is makes the list but doesn't get picked it has to sit out for four episodes and come back in and so this was the first week that uh, we have some recipes eligible to come back in and sure enough this is the first one this one has has been on the list before i still think this sounds really good and i can picture it with the rice and the and the uh, grilled pineapple but it's a monday if this was a thursday i'd definitely be picking it but on a Monday, I'm passing. Okay. But it does sound delicious. Tuesday. Caramel apple spice thumbprints. You have to try these apple spice thumbprints because they're adorable little two-bite cookies. They're super soft, and they have gooey caramel that sets after a couple of hours. Have I mentioned that they're teeny and cute? <laughs> teeny and cute. That's how, that's how I end up with puppies. Oh, that's true. Uh but I'm still scarred by last week's lime pie, so I'm going to pass. Okay, no dessert, huh? Well, no caramel apple. If it was chocolate, that might be a different discussion. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Am I going to regret that? I'm proud to regret that. Okay, that's all right, though, because I'm brave. Caramel With- apple sounds a little too easy this week. Okay, fair enough. So moving on to Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, the late summer berry tort. This is the perfect dessert to make when last-minute inspiration strikes and ripe fruit is waiting to be put to its most delicious use as summer wanes. The thick batter cradles any fruit you like, depending on the season, from tart cranberries to juicy stone fruit or fresh berries, showered with just a touch of sugar before baking. Right. I added that to the list. That's from King Arthur, I believe. Yep. And I think I added it because of the stone fruit, thinking we would use peaches. Or maybe a rhubarb strawberry. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of all over. That sounds good. But I'm still, I, can, I guess I can't pass on the caramel apple thumbprints and take the uh, tort. But look at all these sad recipes that aren't going to come back up for four months. I'm passing. Rolling okay. the dice. All right, here we go then. I'm going to eat capers, aren't I? Thursday. Salmon with sriracha and nope, lime. Pass. A sweet, spicy, tangy sauce makes this quick salmon dinner something to savor. 
I don't like salmon. It's too fishy. Who added that? I don't know. I don't remember adding that. must have been a user submission. Must have been. Yeah, that's a... Oh, my microphone fell over. Oh, no. Okay, that's a pass. Oh, Kate's got stuck with a Friday. What's it going to be? I don't know, but this podcast has gone a little off the off the rails. The wheels are off. All right, here we go. Yeah. Friday. This, this better be good. Gorditas. Yes! Oh, my gosh! I've been waiting for this to come up! We visited Las Cruces, New Mexico to learn the secrets <laughs> to these chubby little snacks. I love chubby things. <laughs> yeah, they do look really good in the picture, So actually. good. Okay, I'm sorry. Finish reading the description. That was it. Oh, that's not much of a description. <laughs> Describe what they look like in the picture. Um, like, uh, like a fried... Uh, uh, tortilla shell stuffed with like taco meat and yeah. cheese and stuff. I, I assume they'd be a little bit like the Taco Bell gorditas, only yummy. <laughs> right. But that soft fry, yeah. Oh my gosh, I've been hoping that would come up. Oh, reading the reading the description sounds like there's also supposed to be some potato in it. Even better. So yeah, they do look really good in the picture. Well, this is super exciting. I love right. a new Tex Mex recipe. Ian's not happy if he doesn't have Tex Mex what like <laughs> ten times a week. Oh, come on, like six is plenty. Okay, six is plenty. <laughs> Yay, gorditas. Yeah, those look good. Hopefully they'll be delicious. All right. Uh so we know what we're making this week. Gorditas. Uh anything else? No, I'm good. Oh, we might not have a show next weekend because I'm going to Austin to see Lindo Bacon. Sorry, I'm very excited about it. Uh, I hear they give a great presentation, and I cannot wait to see it. And maybe I will have something to share with y'all about it. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. And hit the music. Thanks for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, use this week's survey to tell us what you picked. You can find a link to the survey in the episode notes. And if you want to get a recipe put in the randomizer for a future episode, you can email it to us at precipeyourluck at gmail.com. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week. Bye!